We are live. Good morning. Good morning. Happy Monday to you. We're off to a little bit of a slow start, but we are getting it in. We'll be right back with our thoughts on Mindfulness Monday. How do you determine value? Back in a moment. Good morning, my name is Brian McNeil. And I am Lisa Santiago McNeil. And thank you for joining us on our show, Let's Talk About It. We come to each Monday through Friday right here on the SIBN Network, on iHeartRadio, YouTube, TuneIn, as well as Facebook Live. Good morning. Good morning, good morning, like, 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 like. Good morning, good morning, like, 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 like. I am happy to see you. Good morning. I'm happy to see you. To see you as well. Uh, I almost didn't make it today. I had a rough night, a rough night, rough night. I think I'm catching a, rough day yesterday. a change of weather cold. Yeah, that's what I think it is. Because Saturday came and got us and gave us this beautiful day that was far. Oof. Saturday was just everything. It was beautiful, but um, then it went back to cold. We're right back to winter time. Too much. And then Lisa had a mini cold yesterday and last night. Uh, Brother Brian is still clean and clear, ready to go. go to <clears place. throat> Absolutely. Um, so I don't have any challenges like that at all. So this is Monday. And um, we always talk before the show about what are we going to talk about today? Mindfulness Monday. So Mindfulness Monday to me is like, what do you want to think about today? What do you want to think about this week? Yeah. You know, and um, she caught me with that. Right after I had taken part in a study this morning on pricing my services to corporations. Hey, Dr. Beverly. That's what I was studying. Okay, I'm on pricing my services to corporations. And, and it was talk about value-based pricing. Price not about what you charge per hour or per course, but based upon the value of the solution of the problem that you're solving. Okay, interesting. So now I'm thinking about that. Okay, how much is it worth to the company when I solve that problem for them forever? You know, and if you think about pricing yourself hourly, she did a great example in my thing this morning. You might charge twenty five hundred for the project when the project is worth three hundred thousand. You know, that's what you should charge. So anyway, Lisa asked me that. So then I was thinking, hmm, how do people determine their value into the world? And then she took that thought and went to. Um, well, how do you value yourself or how do you do that? You went some other places with it. I don't want to put words in your mouth. Yeah. So I think that it's important to value your, your uh, program or product according to the results that it's going to bring forth for the individual. Not how much time it's going to take you to implement, not how much um, energy it's going to take you to implement, but ultimately on the outcome of the implementation or of the project. What is that worth? What is that worth? What are they getting out of this interaction with you? There was a sales close that I used to use in the <clears throat> 90s that I wouldn't dare try to use now. Hey, okay? Brittany. I used to use this close in the 90s. I wouldn't dare try it today. But when people would try to um, talk about um pricing is too high or something like that i would talk to them okay well you're going to get this is this worth any money to you you're going to get that is that worth any money okay actually what is where you overcome an objection okay was this worth anything is that worth anything is that worth anything okay is would you be hey, willing to pay for this this and this and this and then the only other thing on the opposite side is the price okay and as you can see here <coughs> the stuff that you have is worth <coughs> a whole lot more than what i'm asking for and honestly, how much is it going to cost for you to keep your problem? That's another one of my favorite closes. If you don't do this, what will you do? <laughs> how much is it going to cost you to keep your problem? But aside from that, how do you determine value? You going to blow your nose with that? No, I'm not going to blow my nose. I'm going to tap my nose because my nose is You need running. some tissue, baby? I'll go get you some tissue. Look. Good morning, Jacqueline. Thank you for joining 
Dr. Beverly says, um, dreams are real when they are being done. Perfection comes when you revisit your doubt and only cor to correct only what you forgot. Amen. <clears throat> so how do you determine value? Um, think about that. Think about that. Brittany, Brittany, we're not paying for how long it takes for her to put beads on a string. No, you are paying for the energy, love, and spirit that is that is evident in her finished product. And quite honestly, and I don't know if other people feel this way, but quite honestly about her spirit while she's doing it. Same thing with um with Jacqueline and uh and her cards. They are beautiful, and I'm grateful that they are beautiful. But not only are they beautiful, they're energetic. And what the value is, is what you receive as a result of the energy that comes from them. Good morning, Brittany. Good morning, Mr. George Allen, a.k.a. Chef Rev. Good morning, Sister Jacqueline. Good morning, Dr. Beverly. I know Lisa's read that already. Um, but good morning to you guys. I'm hopeful you had a good weekend. Did you? I spent the weekend, a large part of the weekend, really, really engaged. I enjoyed the NCAA tournament first weekend so much. I enjoyed the Thursday's games and Friday's games and the Saturday's games and Sunday's games too much, actually, probably. But I, there's so much drama in the games. And last second, I mean, there's so much finality in it. The college basketball tournament is a one-and-done tournament. That means that no matter how good you are or how good your records say you are, on any given day, if another team just plays better than you on that day. Now, if it was a best four out of seven, like bas pro basketball, the best teams always win. <clears throat> but that's not the case. You have what's called Cinderella's. Unexpected. Little, there's a school right now, St. Peter's University, that have made it all the way to the Sweet 16, which is next weekend. St. Peter's University is a small Jesuit school in New Jersey. There's no way they should have beat the teams they did, but they did. And it's so interesting to me. So I spent a lot of time with that this weekend. Um, and it doesn't start again until Thursday. So I can actually focus Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday on real and Wednesday, I mean, Thursday evening. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday evening, Thursday day on real work. How, how exciting is that? Uh, <laughs> Chef Rev, determining your value. How do you determine your value? Well, I'm sure that it's a... It's a bunch of different things that determine the value of the food that you prepare and provide. That yeah. not only is it the actual cost of the food and then the time of your preparation, but your skill and expertise. And you should never price it based upon the cost of the food and your time. Not only. Not only, yes. But that's not you enough. You got to cover those okay. things. Because I would never price it like that. Yeah. I would price it based upon, yes, the cost of the food and my time invested, but also what's going to happen when my food is eaten. Absolutely. I'd put that what in. What type I of experience it. Yes, the experience going to have? Uh, the, 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 the joy, the sexiness of it. I would price it that way. But that's just me. <laughs> uh, you froze and lost you, but now I'm back. Okay, cool. We probably said something really cool or important uh, while it was frozen for you, so you missed that. <laughs> so your weekend, how was your weekend? How was your weekend, Lisa, with your husband basically engrossed? Yes, it is what it is. It is what it is? Yeah. And also, Lisa was a little bit sick yesterday. No matter how graceful her husband tried to be helpful, she wasn't with it. Okay. So that's all right. That's all right. That's all right. I can take it. Um, a total cost times three equals the price. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. See, that's a simple formula that works for him. He can factor in all of his miscellaneous stuff or the stuff that come up, which always happens, by the way. Miscellaneous stuff always happens. <laughs> you, you just, every job, every project, there's something else. That you end up having to spend longer doing or somebody's late on something or whatever. So that always happens. So factor that in. Total cost times three equals the price. Done. I like it. <clears throat> Cut and dried. It is what it is. Yep. But now first, the part, the first part is determining your value. And the next part of that is 
demanding your value okay. or expecting well, your value. Yeah, um, it's it's so tricky today, determining your value. Um, and 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 when I say it's tricky, maybe it's because I'm making it tricky. Okay, because I am of the belief that we always deliver more than what we're paid for. It's always unbalanced. The client always gets more than the money I get. Okay, even if I got paid a hundred thousand dollars for a project their value is going to be 300,000 or 400,000 or a million. But I only got paid 100,000, okay? So it's always unbalanced, okay? That's in my head. They always get more than what they're paying for. And I almost believe that it has to be that way for a sale to take place. They have to see that they're getting a lot more for their money than what they're actually giving money for, mm -hmm. if that makes any sense it at does. all. Okay? It does. Okay, so since that's in my head, it's always tricky pricing yourself based upon what you're worth because you're worth significantly more than what you can price yourself for. Does that make any sense? Yes. So you should price yourself to what you're willing to accept based upon the value that you bring. Now that's a whole lot closer, what you're willing to accept. <clears throat> I am, and I hope my client is not watching today, <laughs> what I'm about to say. Well, I'm this close to dropping a client, okay, or potential client, okay? I'm about to tell them. I mean, I will, it was in my head this morning. If, if we don't, if they don't behave or get it right between, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say Wednesday. I'm gonna say go work with somebody else. <laughs> well, the clients that you let go don't cause you problems. <laughs> period. The ones you let go don't cause you problems. I learned that in the '90s <laughs> from a, a guy I was working for at the time. He says, Brian, the people you fire don't cause you problems. <laughs> it's the ones you keep that cause you problems. Period. <clears throat> but I wouldn't have said that um, about a particular client that I am currently working with. Yeah. Because I, I wouldn't have accepted them if that were the case. I thought I'm grateful that I have some really amazing clients right now that I have. Clients that are looking to build and grow and expand themselves that the clients that I have right now uh, understand the process. Uh, they are patient with the process. And not only that, I have prayerful clients. You do have a good book of clients right now. So this is Mindful Monday. First off, the first day of the week, Monday, we consider the most important day of your work week because Monday set the pace for your week. We're talking more business things this morning. But that's because we could do that sometimes. <clears throat> we do want to hear how your weekend was. We do. We are talking about business, about valuing yourself and how you price yourself for your services. Because our audience here is a very entrepreneurial audience. <laughs> Consultation is worth some money. Tasting or worth some money. <laughs> <laughs> they that's all right. require your time. That's right. Which is why I. So also for me, a consultation is not just a time for you to find out that I know what I know and that I can answer your questions. But it's also a time for me to find out if you have the type of personality and or project that I want to work with. And I will spend time in that. The initial consult consultation is not as detailed as the final one. So, of course, it doesn't cost as much. It just allows us both first for you to figure out that I am the person who can solve the problem that you're having, that you are looking to solve. And then secondarily, that... <clears throat> that we can work together in some way. But the actual paid consultation is the opportunity for me to know, A, that you're serious because people are not going to put their money in when they're just kicking the tires, and B, that you respect the process to know enough to know that it's going to have a cost. It's a process, definitely. And there's going to be a cost associated with it, certainly. And respecting that is a, a, a process, and respecting that is going to be a cost makes it easier for you to price yourself closer to what you're worth. Absolutely. Um, speaking of this week, this week, this week, Wednesday, we are going to have a special guest on. We are. Yes. Wednesday, Dr. Deborah is going to be on oh, sharing. I can't wait. Absolutely. That sharing long, some nonprofit nuggets. Long overdue. 
how important it is for you to be able to uh, fund your passion so and, that you can continue it. And because we know Dr. Deborah, I'm going to like grill her with tough questions. <laughs> if I did, she can handle it because she's a professional. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> I am looking forward to that on Wednesday. And of course, tomorrow is, uh, yeah, right. Mm -mm. And don't let, I don't let people use this for the church. Kick rocks and get to stepping for real. Uh, See now, Mr. George Allen, you're obviously <clears throat> a veteran. Okay. That is very, very prevalent. Okay. Um, there was a great book on sales called The Art of Closing Any Deal by a guy named James W. Pickens. And he broke down selling to different races and he broke down selling to different professions and selling to different industries. And when it comes to the clergy, this is James Pickens' words, but I think there's some truth in it. Okay. He says, when it comes to dealing with church and the clergy and those people, he says in his book, they have a degree of larceny in them. They want something for nothing. He says the church more so than any other industry that you sell Good morning, to. Dr. Deborah. They want you to honor, to respect and honor that they're a pastor. They want you to respect and honor that this is an established church. And they want stuff for free more than any other industry that you could sell to. So he believes the, the religious body, those people selling to them, they have more, they have a degree of larceny, is how he larceny means willingness to thief, stealing, is what he thinks. <laughs> Well, and if I might add to that, I believe that much of that philosophy is actually passed on unto many of the constituents, actually to many of us were brought up, which is why we are challenged. So many of us are initially challenged by assessing and applying the appropriate value to something that we consider a gift. Jacqueline says, you are right, Lisa. Every time I hear how someone is blessed by the cards, it brings me joy, it fills my heart. Actually, I actually spent the weekend studying how to add more value to my cards. Wow. I also play praise and worship music as I am creating every card. Absolutely. Amen. Good morning, Dr. Deborah. She goes, that is so true. Is I'm true. suspecting she's talking about selling to the church. Yes. Now, this is now interesting to me, though. It's a white guy making the statement, selling to churches. They have churches. And black churches. Too. And he talks a lot about how to sell to black people. You know, they have churches. Yes. I just thought it was an interesting point, but it was a it was a book I got a hold to that I end up highlighting and dog earing more than any other book. My book looked tattered, completely tattered. And then I got another one. And the one I have now, because the other one was just so highlighted, you couldn't hardly <coughs> it's still kind of tattered and dog eared because it's a reference for me. But yeah, when you sell it to the churches, I learned that. I was like, okay. You have to price based upon that they're going to want something for free or deep discounts. Yeah. But what I was saying uh, before is definitely, um, <laughs> Chef Rev says, he's right. <laughs> Listen to me, the pastor. Restaurants hate to see the church folks, church folks on Sunday. Because the church folks ain't going to tip regular because you're serving the <sighs> church folks. <laughs> That's horrible. That's horrible. Is it real? He's just, uh, Dr. Never says that it's so true. Uh, Pastor George Allen says that is so true. He's he says he's right with an exclamation point. Okay, I think he's true. Now, if it's true, and we got people that's co-signing, the fact that it's true is that a good fact or a bad fact? Is it is it good or bad that it's true? That church people want to, you know, this going in when you sell to them, you know this. Well, it's part of the teaching. Honestly, it's part of the teaching, which is why so many of us go through such a large part of our growth and development evolving from uh, the willingness to demand the value that we deserve for even to them what it is that we do to them and outside of them. She would like to Dr. Deborah says, I would like for the faith-based faith community to be my niche, but so many of them want it for free. I would love to coach them on how to fund your outreach program. Absolutely. So many but they them. want you to teach them for free. Yep. They do. They do. I have a friend who's got a great program that he sells to churches. Um, he wants to sell to churches, but he's been unsuccessful. He's a friend of mine. I've been coaching him. 
He says, because they want it for free. <clears throat> or they'll figure out as much as they can about his program, and then they'll see in their membership who could do something like that. Mm-hmm. Okay? That's what they try to do. They farm it through their membership. Because churches do run on volunteer armies. That's how they run. It's kind of like built in. We got all this help, secretarial help, administrative help, yard help, volunteers. Why wouldn't everything else be free? Yep. And and they don't pay taxes. <laughs> what a great hustle. <laughs> I think it is so important to understand that value is a two-sided sword. Okay. Value is important. Good morning, Felicia. That you are giving value and that you are receiving value. And it's important that you are not casting your pearls before swine. It's important that the people that you are bestowing your value upon respect that value. When I was going through the riff of the chain exchange, a great big pile of benefits that you're offering in exchange for a little pile of their money. I'm hoping that made sense to somebody. Okay. I hope it makes sense because it's going to be unbalanced. However, the part that makes it real and and, and, and digestible and palatable is what you're willing to accept for the project or, willing <clears throat> to accept, or what you're comfortable accepting or what you feel like works for you. And you get to decide that. Okay. Cause they're going to get more than what they're paying for pretty much all the time, or you, you're not going to have a good business. You'll be out of business. If they ever feel, if they ever feel they paid more than what they actually received, you got people that came to you and said, my last coach, I paid them all this money. I So do I. I paid my coach last all this money. They didn't give me nothing. But, but you know, again, once again, the converse is, is also sometimes true. There are people that no matter how much value you give them, no matter how much services, no matter how much um, oftentimes they base their valuation on hindsight. Now that they know some things, they forget that what you didn't know is what you paid for. Mm. What you didn't know is what you paid for. Because if you knew it, go do it. You don't need anyone for that. I um, heard a story from a lady who became my client. She had read a book about this from this other sales, from this other business coach. That she liked. Uh, well, George Allen says it's a very bad teaching. Earlier, my start, I earned a degree in neuro negrotology. Negrotology. Okay, yeah. <laughs> negrotology. But she said she read a book about this from this business trend that she was really, really inspired by the book. She felt the book gave her a lot of good help and content. And the person that wrote the book was doing a business conference, a weekend conference boot camp that weekend. I mean, a weekend coming. So she bought the ticket, which was just seven several thousand dollars. And she bought a plane ticket and a hotel stay and flew out to California to take this boot camp. She figured the book was so awesome, the boot camp was going to be even better, right? Mm-hmm. So she invested thousands of her own dollars to fly out to this course. And it was a two and a half day course. And the course was only the book. What was in the book? It went chapter by chapter of the book. And the interesting thing to me, was that woman did not feel that she was robbed. She did not feel that she didn't get her value. It's a living, breathing experience. And even though it's the same information, it's still the, in the delivery. It's still in, in the, the environment. And- the delivery, the environment, all those things, I think, play a very, very important part. I think that um, that's something that we, that we undervalue a lot of times. Um, Because the word of God says the faith cometh by hearing and hearing and hearing. (laughs) And to be quite honestly, to be quite honest, sometimes just hearing the same thing again, you don't know how many times I've heard the same thing again, either in church or at a conference or whatever. And it's that special time, that particular moment that the hearing met up with my current set of life experiences and actually became Rama for me, Rama being uh, real. What a great point. Exactly. It will take some time. <clears throat> Dr. Deborah says, like those people who keep wanting a consultation, geesh, how many consultations do you think you get? Well, let, here's, let, here's an interesting point today. Go ahead. Uh, well, you want to go first or should I go? Because I want to be helpful here. Um, the way I look at that is you get a free consultation, a, and then when they want to come back again, especially if it's somebody I like or something like that, 
well, I need some more. I got another question or two if you can help me. And I say, well, you can ask the question. It's great, but we've had our consultation and now we're moving into an area where I can be helpful to you. And these are the kinds of things that I get paid to do. So let's schedule a real call, a discovery call or something like that, where I can be most helpful and get all your questions answered. But this is something I get paid to do. But you get one free consultation. Go ahead, baby. Um, you So my philosophy about consultations is it may not be about the same project. A lot of times people evolve, especially as many of the people that I'm dealing with are in the very early stages of their business. And we may need to talk about more than one thing, but it's not going to turn into coaching. You're not going to get coaching. You will get the same responses that I would give to you if you were calling for a consultation and an opportunity to take a deeper dive on that particular subject just for you. Amen. Dr. Beverly, she says, why is that church? Why is it that church people get the worst rap when they're supposed to be the example? You just cleared up the reason why the book I published for Bishop Kevin Long didn't sell in the church. Outside the church, I sold over $5,000 in book revenue in one year and the next year for his birthday. With that money, I made him a money tree and presented it to him. Then boldly told him that nobody in the house purchased, but they all asked for one. And he wasn't shocked. It's unfortunate because they figure I already paid my tithes. He didn't already got exactly. his piece of my money. The church people can justify <clears throat> not spending money on stuff from the church because I'm already giving tithes and offering. They can just, I'm showing up. I'm giving tithes and offering all this time. I can justify not spending another single dollar on something the church is offering. And, and that's unfortunate. Mm-hmm. They can justify it. That is unfortunate. And yes, it can be justified. Um, but a lot of times we as ministers can be known to coddle that particular opinion, wanting not to leave anyone out, mm-hmm. you know, and there are people that take advantage of the fact that you know that you're going to not want to leave everyone, anyone out. Um, Jacqueline says the devil knew if he could allow the wrong teaching and understanding about finances, money, etc., that it would be a generational mess. Unfortunately, only a few are working hard to free themselves from the ignorance and untruth about building and having wealth. And it is it does require some unteaching. I got bullied one time to giving away one of my books for free. Uh, when Lisa and I was at a, um, we were on a panel for uh, I can't remember the lady's name out in Gastonia. But we were on a panel and we had a table outside with our books. And uh, there was this lady that I knew was an apostle or a pastor or something. Okay. I knew what she was doing. I knew what she did. Okay. I had seen her on my Facebook a bunch of times. So I knew she was all over the place and she kind of had a name. So I knew who she was. Okay. I didn't know her well personally. I knew who she was. I knew she was like Sister Bishop, Apostle, Pastor, something. Okay. Okay. So anyway. <laughs> She came to the table and she was really nice. And I said, okay, this is my book. So this is my book on it's called The Shortcut, The Fastest Route to Selling Your Services. And she goes, I want you to give me one. She had to use the Jesus voice. Yeah. Because <laughs> you, you'll really get somebody to do it if you use the Jesus voice. She says, I want you to just give me one. You want me to give you one? I want you to give me one of the books. And I did. And then I was like, did I just get bullied or suckers? <laughs> she used the Jesus voice on you. You were standing there, but she she wasn't talking to you, but she got me. <laughs> <clears throat> but it may have come back to you. It, it may, may come, come back. back to it you. May I want you to give me one. <laughs> Dr. Beverly said, how, but how can they justify their leadership that is absolutely <coughs> ass backwards? See, yeah. Part of that is the judgment of their leaders, right? The pastors and and bishops that say, you know, you got to pay for it. You got to invest in yourself. You got to bring your talents into the storehouse and that you, uh, you got to build and grow and uh, leave a legacy to your children's children. Many of them get the bad rap. Think about your thoughts when you think of Preflo Dollar. Think about your thoughts when you think of Bishop T.D. Jakes at one of the outreaches, right? So at church on regular Sunday, he's like, bring your store, bring your offerings, and then he leaves it alone. But if it's at a conference, he got the lines going. And then many times, you know, people are misunderstanding that. If he ain't talking to you, he ain't talking to you. 
you can stay in your seat. It, it may just be that the individual feels manipulated by the activity that's going on and they feel like they're being taken advantage of because they have not um they have not finished expanding their own individuality yeah don't go there this morning because you know i got a problem with lines like that in church okay so but he ain't talking to you if this is twenty dollar line and you ain't got twenty dollars then don't give it. But if you I, got twenty dollars and you feel the Lord asking you for it, then give it. Otherwise, I was under that's a ministry it. where we understood that God can do a whole lot with a little bit. <clears throat> don't can. get hung up on the amount. And don't get true. hung up on the amount. God can do a lot with a little bit. Absolutely. And um, cheerful giver. Okay, if I have to be hustled and coursed and browbeat into giving, that's crossing the line to me. Then don't give. I won't no more like that. Don't give when you don't fit. Oh, you, you don't, don't like have $50 to you, or $100 though. or yeah, $1,000? Nobody $1, said that. <laughs> that might be what you heard, but that's nobody right. said that. That's right. That's nobody how it said across. you were chump. No, yeah, that's how yeah. you chose to well, I, interpret it. I happen to have been in some of those audiences. Yeah, right. Many of us have, but that's whole. That's the whole point. That's where we come back to, again, determining value, right? How do you determine value? Good morning, Arthur Lynette. Good morning, Miss Phyllis. Morning. Good morning, Craig. Craig said, good morning, everyone. Let's have a blessed, fabulous, blessed Monday on purpose and enjoy it to the fullest. Absolutely. 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 So today it is now 930, I think. Yeah, I miss 931. Okay. And we're going to do <clears throat> these cards that we've been doing. We've made it a tradition here to do it at 930. These are what's called beauty cards. They have a message and a script, uh, uh, scripture backing. And uh, we've been having fun with them. There's several of them in here. And the way we've been doing it is Lisa's been choosing one based upon what her hands light upon, her eyes or heart are feeling at that particular time. Miss Felicia says, Sometimes you will accept a lower pay if you're new to an industry or job to gain value in the experience and knowledge you are gaining. Absolutely. You can take another job in a few years to get the money you feel you deserve or can branch off on your own and start a business from those skills. We have to see the silver lining in the cloud and the end in the if the end results will benefit in some way. That's absolutely true. That's absolutely true. And that's what we're talking about in determining your own value. In that case, she's talking about determining the value that you will accept for doing a job simply because you don't have experience in it. Yep. You know you can do the job, but you need to get the experience on how to do the job. Both parties are taking a risk in that. And you're sharing the risk by allowing there to be a lesser uh, terms of the investment. Okay. Um, the card I'm reading is Clarity. <clears throat> clarity, like a bell tone ringing. Clarity sounds a note of open order. When we are clear in our intentions and our actions, we harmonize with the tonal vibrations of the universe. Learn to recognize your own clear knowing. Clarity opens a path of deliberate action. Absolutely. What Felicia represented there was a moment of clarity. I know that I am possibly worth more than this, technically, because I know what my abilities are, but I may not necessarily have the skills expected in this particular industry as of yet, but I will learn them and I will increase in value. That is a clear moment. That is a clear thought. Where in the same token, once again, I said assessing value is oftentimes about what value you will bring to the scenario. If you know that you're going to bring value to this particular scenario, if you know that you have figured some things out, it's okay. It's okay to include that in your assessment of value. Clarity is really, really important um, today, particularly today in 2022, because <clears throat> you get bombarded by so much information and conflicting thoughts. So much chaos. And so many people putting their thoughts and opinions on you through social media. So being able to clear the way from all this muckety-muck thinking um, is, is critically important. And the new ABCs of selling, the old ABCs of selling will always be closing, but the new ABCs of selling, the C stands for clarity. Can you help your clients to clearly understand 
what's really the challenge. Can you help yourself to clearly understand what it is that you really want or do or can do or want to do? Clearly. Jacqueline says, absolutely, Lisa. When it is not you, do not respond. God does not take, God receives from a cheerful giver. Not someone who is too afraid not to give. Absolutely, God is not a robber. God the is pa- not a robber. No, he's not a robber. God would never say those things. Hey, Melissa, he is not a robber. He is not <laughs> saying them. If it is not for you, then don't receive it. Yeah, huh Good morning, Miss Melissa Price. How are you today? This is a mindful mind, um, Monday morning mindfulness. And we've been talking about some really, really <clears> cool <throat> things. I think we've been talking about some cool things today. Um, one of the things we talked about just now is clarity. But before that, we was talking about valuing you and valuing your gift and valuing it in the world in exchange for things and all that. And that was a really interesting topic, I thought. The interesting discussions. So good to see you here as well. Absolutely, absolutely. Value. Here's another thought for value. So, and so I could use an example from uh, for value. Now, um, if I'm going to buy a calendar, a desktop calendar, or anything like that, I have an assessment placed in my mind of how much I want to spend on it, and it's usually the least possible amount that I can spend on it because yes, all it is is a piece of paper that I'm going to leave on my desk, but. <coughs> <coughs> If I'm going to assess the value of a beautiful artistic work of art that is also a calendar that has the energy and the expression as well as the the, the research of Melissa's beautiful Arbor calendar, I'm not going to assess the same value. I'm not going to assess the same value to those two very similar products. They're they're both calendars, but the Arbor calendar has both art and information that have taken time to be compiled by someone that I love and respect, which makes it worth so much more. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) And the good thing about the Arbor calendar also is this universal. It doesn't experience Mm. uh, one, one year. Um, all the price girls. All the price girls are homesick again today. This is quite a season for us. The girls will be back to school tomorrow. Their cough is just hanging up. I hang woke up hanging on. I woke up with their cooties this morning. So now I ask for prayers for me too. Always. Oh my goodness. Melissa, this is a new experience for you. You're welcome, baby. <laughs> this is a new experience for you because now you're sending the kids into the Petri dish. Now they go to school, and that's what schools are for. They, go to, they um, are for germs. George Collins, George Carlin, was, remember George Carlin? He was saying, <clears throat> this is good because what's happening is it's forcing your, your, your antibodies and your germs to get stronger to fight all this off because it's going to keep coming. Yeah. It's going to keep happening. But healing school. is on the way, and you can receive it. You're building stronger. Um, and I got Rudy's. a little bit of cold, too. Lisa had the cooties all day yesterday. Yes, she did. Yeah, but I'm getting better. She's getting better, but she did have the cooties, the cold, and the, oh, 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 and all of that yesterday, <laughs> and all last night. <laughs> oh, of course you get the shout out, homie. Um, this is Mindfulness Mondays. We've done our cards. This is about that time now where we thank our folks. Two more minutes. How do you determine value? How do you determine value? Whether it's about yourself, about your program, your product, about any of the things that you uh, have, build, or do. Or how do you determine the value of something that you're going to purchase from someone else? All of those things require assessments. Yeah, and it's so tricky when you offer something to not look like a commodity. I like something they can get anywhere. That's why your story matters. That's why discovery calls matters. Absolutely. That's why understanding clearly what the challenges matter. Otherwise, they're going to lump you into categories, and then they're going to be competing based upon price, which is the worst way to compete. Absolutely. Melissa said, we got sick more during this first school year 
than we have in all previous years combined. God is good, though. I know he will do his healing work. Well, of course, you've gotten sick more. You got the girls in school. So they're getting around other people's germs and are learning to build their own um, <clears throat> immune system. Mm -hmm that may have only been resilient to the germs that you all were more commonly around. Yeah, but now you're going to have to... And, and, and the, the cool thing is, it's going to keep happening, so you're going to have to have a strategy. What? Look, we got a guest. Hey, LaShondra, my dear. Welcome back. Do you have an assessment we can use? The assessment is really dependent <clears throat> upon you, your industry, as well as your experience. As we said earlier, some people are bringing great value, but they don't have experience yet. So they're adjusting their um, their assessments based on the fact that they don't have that experience yet. Just that, Jacqueline says, just as I had to learn to be still, rest, and chill out <clears throat> so my immune system can strengthen itself. I also had to learn not to be manipulated to give my time, money, and whatever when it does not bring me value. Yes, but we do not have the assessment that you could take yourself to give, but there are some available. Uh, Felicia says, yes, clarity is needed in, those day, in these days because every decision you make may affect how you're able to move for years. One example is to buy a house and or to continue to rent with the continual rise of inflation, every decision we make will limit how we're able to move and live. Absolutely. Amen. And that's a cool one. Uh, Melissa Price, I guess a big part of how I establish my value on things is by determining how they make me feel. That's a great uh, That's a great piece to include in your, in your assessment. Because honestly, that was something that I think I learned uh, later on. Initially, when you're just trying to build, 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 you don't realize how much it costs you to take the wrong client. Mm. Yeah. The wrong client can cost you. It costs you time, energy, aggravation, <clears throat> and money yourself. But I think taking the I wrong client. I think it's client, been five, four, four years since I had the wrong client. I don't know. But I will tell you, there's value in having the wrong client, too. And I learned from because it. Because it will teach you. Um, what that all money do. ain't good money. Yeah, having the wrong client will teach you that. And also, there are several lessons you need to learn. Only live speed you can get it. No matter what somebody had told you, you're not going to understand that You know, some clients are not good fits for you. You should not take their money. Okay. What? I need the money. I got bills due. Yeah, not so much. <laughs> um, Melissa said, yes, yeah, sometimes we have to fire our client, as, as Dr. Deborah Dunstan says. Yep. Absolutely. Sometimes you got to fire them. Let's go to the top, baby. Mm -hmm. What are we going to do? What we're going to do now is one of the things that we do, because the show's been going on since October 2016. And some of you guys have been rocking with us for years. Some of you guys are consistent contributors to the show. And we'd like to thank you. And we do that with greeting songs and greeting logos. Like up front, Dr. Beverly uniquely taking over Thomas. She has a greeting logo. And it goes, Dr. Beverly is on the show. And she is on this show. Good morning to you. Sister Brittany Thomas has a song. It's Brittany. It's Brittany. It's Brittany. Brittany <coughs> Thomas. It's Brittany. It's Brittany. It's Brittany. Brittany. It's your time. It's your time. Yeah. Mr. George Allen, a.k.a. Chef Red. Thank you for your contributions today as well. But he has a jam as well. And this jam is... Um, why must I eat like that? Why not hire Chef Rev? He puts the good food in me. Not, 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 scroll. Absolutely. Jacqueline. So Jacqueline is up next. Jacqueline Rosier has, well, according to Jacqueline. And she also Jacqueline has... Rosier, pretty little one that I adore. You're the only one my heart beats for. I'm so glad that you are mine. Jacqueline Rosier. We did Chef Rev. Dr. Deborah. Dr. Deborah Dustin has a song. Dr. Deborah, nonprofit strategist and funding coach. <clears throat> you want to mm -hmm. read that? We'll get there. Let's finish the song first. Sister Felicia Gardner says, yes, the wrong client can drain you. 
and affect your bottom line. Don't let anyone mess with your money. Just cut them out with a scissors emoji. Absolutely. Um, Craig Sab. Craig Sab. 1,000 degrees. You'll be on your knees. And you'll be burning, begging, please. Brother Freeze, Craig Sad, have a wonderful day on purpose. Miss Phyllis is here. So clear the way. Hey, Miss Phyllis is here. Now we can all have a great <clears throat> day. Arthur Lynette is here as well. At this table, we sit. Making it legit. Because when Lynette hits the show, Felicia, we love you. You're the one, the one for me. Good morning again, Miss Felicia Gardner. Melissa's on her with your big wide open mouth. Bam, 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 Melissa's on. Now it's time for us to sing her song. Melissa's on. And yes, they're here too, though they're homesick. The sisters are doing it on their own. I said the price sisters are doing it on their own. That's I hope right. I didn't get six feet I'm not. Let's scroll, baby. Let's scroll. Absolutely. Absolutely. LaShonda, the apartment lady. How hey, you doing? LaShondra again. I think we got everybody. I didn't think we had a song for LaShondra. I don't think we did either, but we could get one. Absolutely. Okay. She can make a suggestion. Those of you, like, if you didn't get a song and you're like, man, that's kind of cool. That's kind of quirky. I want a song. Suggest something to us. Suggest um, either a genre or an artist or a particular song. Like Melissa gave us the song. Absolutely. Okay, that she said, find my song out of this jam. Okay. And we did. Jacqueline said, thank you. That song is the best. My daily heart regulator. <laughs> oh, yeah. Her heart regulator. How cool is that? Now, my heart regulator is our bi-weekly meetings of Women Empowerment Networks. And tomorrow is the third Tuesday. The third Tuesday at 7 p.m., first and third Tuesdays at 7 p.m. is the opportunity to get together, share your accomplishments, share your stories. Baby, and it's a little bit, yes. You had win last Wednesday, last Tuesday. I did. The 15th was the third. You had win last oh, week. Okay. I still got medicine here. Oh, we're not having win tomorrow. I didn't want to win tomorrow. You can always call a special meeting if, no. you, if you want to. I don't know. Because if you don't do it tomorrow. It's not until the, April. It's not until the 5th. So you can have a meeting tomorrow. Pray for me. Say, I, depending say, on how no, I feel right now. Announce a meeting because you might need some sister time. And if you need some sister time, go ahead and do it. Well, I will think about it. But thank you, ladies. Um, I look forward to it. We have the Wednesday coming up with Dr. Deborah. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, she is our special guest. I'm looking forward to bringing more and more and more uh, of our empowerment circle to y'all. So, oh, uh, LaShondra sent us her song. She did. She said okay. it's called, um, I don't know what it's called. It's, she sent me the YouTube link. So, so we're going to watch that and we're going to say the words LaShondra Graves or <clears throat> the apartment lady or something in it. So that's what we're going to do for you. And, and we'll sing your song. Each time you show up. Absolutely. We look forward <laughs> to it. And we appreciate everything that you're doing in the community that you serve as well, because it is so important that we find uh, find housing for so many of those who may have had challenges and really, really, really need to get the help. Now, this again, Monday is the most important day because Monday sets the pace for the week for you. Are you going to have a good week? Are you going to have a good week? One of the ways to ensure you have a good week is, one, to decide that you're going to have a good week and then do the activities that it takes to ensure that you have a good week. Do you need to make another phone call? Do you need to send a letter? Do you need to follow up with somebody? Thank you, Lissandra. Lissandra, she said, I started praying for you when I got on and saw the tissue. Amen. <laughs> Thank Amen. you. Because my nose is running like a faucet. Oh, my goodness. The song is called Closed by Marvin Sapp. We're going to we're we're look it, it up. Um, and Jacqueline says, we're good having no win. Keep resting and loving yourself. I have been there struggling to rest because when you can't breathe, it's hard. And Lisa don't know how to rest. Ugh. She can rest. but but And I imagine it's difficult when you rest and then 
and then you feel like you've rested enough and then you want to get busy and then you get tired and you want to rest. So it's, it's, it's a job to get her to be still sometimes because she it's hard to do. And I would be the same. I would be the same, you know, hard to figure out how to rest for long. How do you kill a whole day resting? How do you do that? Well, it's, it's even more difficult when you can't breathe. It's even more difficult when you can't breathe. Sister Lee says, I'm going to make it a great week. Make so am I. Week. I'm going to make my week a great week. Anybody else? Absolutely. I look <clears throat> forward to a great week. I look forward to hearing about your successes. I look forward to, uh, I have I have a project to revisit, to make some corrections on. Oh, we didn't realize today is March 21st. Um, March 21st, isn't that the first official day of spring? Is it? Yeah. It's the 21st of March is spring, 21st of June is summer, 21st of October. I mean, um, September is fall, and 21st of December is winter. Yeah, Really? Yes. That's great. Yeah, today's but the first official day of spring. Not until it's consistently 75. Well, you're going to have degrees. that. You're going to have consistently 70 this week in the Charlotte, North Carolina area. <clears throat> yeah. March 21st is the first day of spring. Yeah, I think I got um, tricked by what my grandmother used to call the Indian summer. She goes, yes, and Aries. It's Aries season. Huh? Oh, Aries season. Um, my uh, my grandmother used to uh, used to warn us about, I think it was fall. It was a transition to fall. She would call it the Indian summer, where it would get... Uh, Have a hot day? Yeah, where it would get hot and everybody would get crazy and start putting on the wrong clothes. And uh, we were always told not to take off our undershirt until it was consistently, or not to put on our undershirt until you were going to consistently keep it on for the whole season, because we had to wear a t-shirt underneath our shirts. And um, if you put it on and then took it off and then put it on, you could get sick, or at least that was the philosophy behind right Y'all have a beautiful rest of the day. <laughs> have a beautiful day on purpose, and I appreciate you. And I look forward to hearing from you on tomorrow. Jacqueline says, remember the body heals best when it's at rest. Heavenly Father touched Lisa so that she can breathe, strengthen the cells in her lungs. In Jesus' name, where two are touching in the grand. Amen. I Amen. receive it. And on that note, I thank you so much. Meanwhile, don't forget to have sex. See you guys.